0: This is Carl Polichuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Hi, this is Carl Polichuk. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by a longtime friend and sometimes co-conspirator, Mr. Bob Nitrio. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much, Carl. And Bob joins us from uh, the warm, I'll just call it warm weather, of uh, Phoenix, Arizona.
1: But it's a dry heat.
0: (laughs) But it's a dry 120.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but we're going to be about 115 today, nice and toasty.
0: Just 115. The, The problem is, so when it gets to be 110 in Sacramento... It lasts 20 minutes and um, it cools off to 85 or 90 uh, and sometimes even cooler at night. And certainly when it's only 105 here, it gets to 80 at night. That doesn't happen in Arizona.
1: It's, Believe it, or not, it does. We've been getting into the mid eighties at night. It's been-
0: Really? Yes, it's been
1: unusual weather here. No monsoons this year, but um, um, it is really dry heat. Could you story. get the, uh,
0: Um, the grasshoppers that were supposed to be uh, in Vegas. I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago and there was supposed to be a swarm of grasshoppers and that somehow I missed them.
1: Yeah, no, we have locust shield here. So we keep them in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) The locust in Vegas stay in Vegas.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Bob used to live in Sacramento and, and actually ran the IT pro user group here for many, many years. And, uh, just, uh, I don't know, a little over a year ago, you moved to Arizona?
1: Almost a year anniversary. It be a year in September. And um, a couple of things occurred before we moved. Um, and those things that occurred led me to reevaluate where I wanted to be in life in many different aspects. And that led to the move to Arizona to be reunited with our daughter and granddaughter. But in the process... I shed my computer management business to a uh, trusted associate and um, now I have focused my attention on my um, partnership, consulting partnership with Logic Tree IT Solutions. You and I will recall that we moved our SMBIT Pro meetings to an office building in Citrus Heights where one of our colleagues, Tom McKay, um, did the IT work for the building owner.
0: And we're still there. So.
1: And still there, which is a wonderful thing. And the owner, Rich Maddalena, came to us one day and said, I've got something I'd kind of like to run past your group. Would that be okay? And I said, well, I can't turn you down because you're rich <laughs> enough to have a building. <laughs> <facilities>, so absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and so what he showed us was a mobile app as a service offering. that was, by comparison to where it is today, still in its infancy, But uh, it was different from anything I'd ever seen before. And even though it didn't allow you to have a truly custom mobile app, the unique feature of it was you could have a highly customizable app on demand, literally on demand, and really customizing. So I saw huge potential in this and started talking to Rich a little bit, got to know him a little bit better, and pretty soon said, You know, I could really use your help with some advice. so that's how we, I got started with the company. Um, I'm still his um, consultant on the project, but what I'm actually doing with all of my time right now is utilizing it to create marketing um, collateral for the company. Uh, this includes uh, videos, car, explainer cartoons, documents, preparing information for webinars, going to events, and, and representing the company in a, in a booth, as you know, like, Right the time, time SMV tech fest and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's what really consumes my time. and quite honestly, it's been a really nice challenge, a different one than the computer management business has offered because it really allows me to get creative.
0: right So the the app, and so so for folks who haven't seen it, the app, which is uh, actually called Smart Connect Apps. Right? And then you have yes. the hub information system.
1: Which is a subset
0: of it. So it's a subset. It. So it is used to create customized apps for clients. So if somebody is not managed service provider or any kind of IT service provider, they can go to their clients and say, let me create for you a custom app. And it's basically drag and drop functionality to say, oh, Here, we're gonna have menus, we're gonna have schedules, we're gonna have maps, we're gonna have alerts. There's a a wide variety of features that they can drop into it. Um, Can you just give folks a sense of what uh, Rich does with the uh, security and and schools communities?
1: Yes, I can, Um, but what I'd like to do is kind of go through a little bit of the the basic aspect of what it is that we're dealing with and then I can evolve into those things that you just mentioned and where we are today. All righty. So the key thing to to understand here is that what Rich was able to do is to capture the essence of what every mobile app requires in order to be in existence. What do you have to have to have a mobile app? And the problem, as he saw it, was that all these designers out there that are creating these apps at great cost and time are recreating the wheel. So he said, what if we didn't have to recreate the wheel but could make it possible to have a a platform or an engine that allows us to do away with all the duplication and just get right to the heart of the matter, which is the content and the connection between a business and their audience. And so that's what he's actually created. Uh, This amazing engine hosted on Azure, obviously very flexible. And initially the whole idea was As you mentioned, all these wonderful things that are in the tool set of this of this platform that can provide wonderful connections. They hit it off in the law enforcement market right away. And it was a possible way for law enforcement to improve community relations with the people that they served, and they could put out information about how to be safe in certain situations. They could put out push notifications about places to avoid because of um, police actions and things like that. And all of that was well and good. Um, in fact, the County Sheriff of Rivali County in Montana was able to successfully manage the flow of information to the county residents during an extreme wildfire event He was able to tell people where the closures were, what places they could go to to be safe and to stay uh, sheltered while they were away from their homes. A lot of different things happened. It just turned out to be a wonderful little thing. Um, Quite honestly, with schools, it became more problematical. Um, The schools kind of got the idea, but they just had too much bureaucracy to get quick uptake on it. we never did get much of a foothold there. We also tried working with um, youth groups because it was an excellent way for them to pass along schedules and information. Right. But yeah, I don't know. We came to the realization that the problem was that it was something that people who were not necessarily content creators had to use in order to create content. That was the key that unlocked the direction that we're going in now. We realized...
0: fake content, you mean the things like uh, there's an alert or there's a, just even a calendar event?
1: Yes. There's Anything a- like that we would consider content and somebody had to create it and manage it and nurse it along. And people just were hesitating to do that because it's another job that they didn't want to take on. So, we thought about this and we came up with another idea. What if we could come up with a system that doesn't require anybody to download a proprietary app whatsoever, but still uses the structure of the app platform? And that is what we call the hub information system. And it relies basically on two pieces of the system QR codes and custom forms. And so, we have now several different verticals that have allowed us to transform what we're doing into this new direction. Um, by using the custom forms, we can literally automate the routing of the data input. We can use the forms to gather the data. And they can either be public or private data streams, both ways. And then we can connect all this through the QR codes. and. What we have discovered is this is an inexpensive tool to provide management of workflows, two-way data and information transfer. Um, We can use it for orders and service requests and a whole lot more. So a good example is a a county in Northern California that has adopted this for fleet management. This was one of the things that we brainstormed and came up with and we approached them on this. And so this public works department at this county now has a vehicle check in and check out workflow system that utilizes a series of chained forms that must be actually completed in a very specific order. And you can't go to the second one until you have completed the first form. And so this includes information about one time hours where some uh, machinery, for example, can't actually be serviced on the basis of mileage because they don't travel a lot of miles, but it's the number of hours that the system is operating before it can be serviced again. So we work that out for them on that basis. And the system can automatically alert the maintenance staff when that vehicle is within a certain number of hours and then has to be scheduled for that maintenance. Um, All of this is basically done through a QR code that the driver accesses with their smartphone, up pops the form because they've been approved to get that form. And they just fill out the information on the usage each day and that's it. It's all automated. Now you can take the information and create reports to pull out the most important things, the management by exception stuff. Which vehicles are getting close to needing that that maintenance service and, oh, by the way, did the driver note anything wrong with that thing today that we need to fix overnight so that that machine is ready to go again in the morning
0: so does this require a dedicated device um you know i imagine like a county buying a whole bunch of devices with uh otter box type you know enclosures and it's no
1: no any smartphone that can capture a qr code is all it takes to to utilize this system now that's part of the beauty of it. It's not specialized, it's not proprietary, but utilizing the private and public data platforms within the uh, system, the public can see one thing and the company can see something else. So an example of that would be a pool service company here in uh, Scottsdale manages about a thousand pools. When the serviceman goes to that particular site each time. He hits the QR code and up pops the first form, tells him exactly what he has to do at that specific location because you can have different forms for different locations based on the type of equipment and so forth that has to be serviced. And he fills that out. And then a the second form pops up and he puts in the, the amount of chemicals he's used in that pool on that service call. Now, when he closes that out, if the homeowner wants to receive a copy of that, they get the first form, which is the general work of here's what we did today, automatically sent to them uh, via email, for example. But the second form on the chemical use goes to the pool service company owner only. It does not go to the homeowner. And this particular company now has found that they can manage their supply orders much better closer to their ideal reorder points, which change during the year, depending on the season. Right. And so this is, so that one QR code though, also has another function. The homeowner can go out there with their smartphone and on the pool pump or wherever it's located, hit that thing. And up comes a service request form. The pool serviceman doesn't see that but the homeowner does so that's the public private aspect of it and they can note that oh my goodness the pump is making one horrible noise i think the bearings are going up come take a look at it or i think we have a leak in one of the return lines from the pool whatever it is
0: he, uh, take a picture with this phone and send that to the service company
1: actually that is something that can be incorporated into it absolutely so Now you have the ability to use one QR code for multiple purposes, publicly and privately. Um, It's very, it's a very interesting concept. And again, the whole idea is to be able to share data, capture data, and use the data. Uh, Too often, we have all this information out there, but we really don't know how to either get it or use it. And managing. Structured workflows like this in different environments really works out great. At Rich's office building, for example, he um, has put QR codes in every office. And now, if there's something in the office that needs to be attended to, for example, uh, there's a flickering ballast in a fluorescent light, they don't have to make a phone call or anything. They just hit the QR code. There's like several different options there that are typical of what they might report, or they can get another one and put their own specialized notes in there. What this has done at the office building is it goes directly to the office manager, office building manager, and typically within 15 minutes, they have this work scheduled with either a janitor or a maintenance person or whomever it needs to be going to. And the response that they've gotten from the tenants has been, we've never been in a building so well managed. Thank you so (laughs) much for taking care of our needs. That, that
0: was going to be my next question is whether people actually use it. Cause you know, we always hear people say, well, my clients, they want to call me cause they want, you know, they want the service from Bob. They don't, they don't want to fill out a form and, and right. open a ticket and all that.
1: Right. Well, one of the refinements that we found that was needed and it's been incorporated is now it also incorporates statuses. So it's either new issue, work in progress or completed. And any of the people that are in that workflow um, stream of information can see at a glance who's doing what and who's been assigned responsibility for doing it. So from the management side, it's given them a very inexpensive tracking system as well. And then, of course, the same QR code can be used to uh, make sure that the uh, night crew The janitorial crew if they see something that needs to be taken care of they snap a picture of it they get a different form because they're on the company side and they can report a window of wine is not functioning in office 305 or whatever it happens to be so that all goes into this workflow scheme that's now operating very very smoothly at the same building they've instituted QR codes for every door and every window that has to be checked at night for security. And that information goes into the hopper, and Rich is able to do a management by exception there to see if any of those particular QR codes were accidentally missed. In other words, did they forget to check something? Or if they just the check security
0: something? guard just walk around and, and scan codes like I was here, I was here, I was here.
1: Yep, and There's, of course, the proximity thing. He can't make pictures of the QR codes and go down to the corner bar and snap them and say he was working. He has to be within six feet of that QR code based on the proximity sensor. (laughs) So (laughs) no cheating allowed. (laughs) So um, those were a couple of the the big ones, but uh, another one that we've been working on is for uh, office equipment. Um, a lot of people have office equipment that requires, obviously, parts. Let's say a laser printer. It might need a new photoconductor or one of four different toner cartridges if it's a colored, uh, laser printer. So, very simply, by putting a QR code on there, the back end information can tell the um, MSP that this is a, a Lexmark, it's this model number. Here right. are the things that it needs, and it can have it built right in there the mile number of the black toner cartridge uh, or the Cyan or whatever, or even the photoconductor they don't have to call anybody. They just send it, goes to the right person at the MSP's office, they place the order, stuff gets shipped, boom, it's done. Um, it's a good substitute, especially for those people that aren't doing a full ticketing system and a PSA solution. But when you think about line of business applications in almost any kind of work. They're very full-featured and everything, but usually there's always gonna be something that's not quite right, something that they can't quite get the information the way they want it. This county in Northern California has lots of software that they run government on, but they have nothing to really run their fleet on, and they didn't wanna buy a a big expensive fleet management system for the number of vehicles that they maintained.
0: Right. So this
1: this can fill a gap by helping manage these workflows, get the data to the right people and keep people in the loop with the reports.
0: So uh, what is the opportunity for the IT service provider that they would sell these apps, that they would make money on the development side, uh, that they would get recurring revenue, like, you know, I've got a client, how do I make money?
1: (laughs) Well, actually, I think you pretty much hit the whole thing on the head. First of all obviously there's the opportunity to sit down with a client and analyze their business with them which really is becoming much more important than selling anything to them because once you understand that client's business thoroughly and understand their pain points you can then look at that and determine whether or not they can harness the power of mobility and the mobile um, workforce that they didn't realize they had the mobile workforce being all of their employees who have smartphones and if the IT provider can see the pain point and how to fill that gap by creating a system of form reports that are easy to use and delivered very, very quickly to the people that need to take action, there's a huge opportunity there. And we've been emphasizing the, the Hub Connect information system with the QR codes and the forms, but you have to know that with that, the customer gets the full app platform and they can easily open up other doors with the client at that point saying, now let's also take you into your full mobile app for these other opportunities to see what can help you with. Um, Recently, Rich was able to create a partnership with a company called Capture Technologies. The owner of that company is a very long-time friend of his, and uh, this company is very, very good at sales and marketing, which was one of, candidly, one of the weak points of Logic Tree. Great development ideas and great development execution, but they really didn't have a sales organization. So now, all of the marketing and sales is going through capture technologies, where Logic Tree is still doing all of the development, the customer support, and the uh, the partner support. So for our friends out there that are interested in adding mobility as a service with the potential for evergreen revenue, what we're doing basically is having them contact us, we'll pass their contact information on to Capture Technologies, and they will be able to determine with them how to partner up with them in a way that makes sense for them. Um, and it can easily be added to an MSP practice.
0: So if you decide that you wanna go into the business of uh, helping clients develop these apps, uh, I guess there's two things you need to know. One is it's all on Azure, so uh, the, the the MSP doesn't have to deal with that, right? That's correct. They, they literally, all they see is the front end that's on the phone and, and you know, whatever back end piece that they set up, but they don't have to worry about capacity, speed, cloud, you know, the c- connections, none of that, right?
1: That's right, zero infrastructure concerns. That's all handled by Logic Tree through Azure.
0: Okay, and then the other thing is that uh, they must somehow have some kind of toolkit or something to create these apps.
1: Absolutely. Um, we have found that with the new system, we don't even have to discuss the back-end dashboard. Nobody even asked to see it because what we're talking about is solving business problems and creating workflow uh, management for these uh, different situations. But there is a very robust dashboard. It's very simple and easy to uh, create these forms. Um, it's, it's basically a no-brainer it's, it's one of the easiest systems to help a client manage that you can possibly imagine. And once you've understood how to do the private side versus the public side, it becomes even easier. But it really opens up possibilities that companies haven't really thought about. Anything that a company does with paper forms typically has a couple of associated costs that businesses tend not to think about. You have the cost of printing those forms because they're custom, even if you do it on your own laser printer. And then you have the cost of storing those forms for specifically of time perhaps. And then you have to take data from the form and usually manually enter it into some other kind of system. With this system that we have, you don't have to buy forms. You don't have to store them. And you can get the data into a system so that it can be utilized through an Excel spreadsheet or through APIs into some other backend process that you might also have. So that's, that's, the, that's, the, golden, that's the golden key to this whole thing, right. managing the data and the workflow seamlessly.
0: And which uh, vertical markets would you say have been uh, the most, I don't know, adaptive? <laughs> the ones who have, who've really taken this and said, oh, I, I see how we can do something with that.
1: Um, honestly, the ones that we're seeing a lot of interest from are pool um, service companies, property managers, uh, especially with respect to the security aspect that I spoke about, and fleet management now is really starting to perk up a lot of attention. But um, you could probably imagine there's other ways of using this. The other day, I was sitting thinking about um, fish and game. Uh, I was thinking, she said, she wanted to do some hunting here in Arizona, but I remember in California, uh, you have these extensive uh, regulations, different waters that you wanted to fish, had different open seasons, they had different bag limits, they had different equipment restrictions, and I said, what if you pull up to the pit river number three campground, and you're not quite sure what's going on there, but there's a QR code on that pit river number three campground sign, you hit it with that smartphone, and up comes the regulations that are just specific to that piece of water. You don't have to thumb through 80 pages, but the fishing game can say the open season is from April 1st to October 31st. It's five fish per day, 10 in possession, fly fishing only, blah, 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 barbless hooks, you name it. That could so simplify the distribution of the information that that person needs. Could be the same thing for any other kind of a system where on the one end you have users who don't have all the information they need. They hit that and up it comes. For imagine this, your washing machine. Um, You know that you have to do certain maintenance on the washing machine, but you don't really read the uh, documents that come with it. But then something tweaks your attention and goes, oh, I'm not getting the performance out of it. So you hit that QR code and up comes the documentation for that specific model because the manufacturer or your installer put it on there. Same thing could be for a dryer, a water heater, you name it. Um, people that are in the HVAC business would be very well advised to take a look at this. And I've actually got a couple of folks here in the Phoenix area that are doing exactly that uh, for servicing things like filters that have to be changed regularly uh, to make sure that the air conditioning system is working well, particularly here where there's a lot of dust at right. certain times of the year. Um, the homeowner can just go up to the, up to the, uh, the furnace or to the air conditioning unit, hit that QR code, and it could have a reminder of the schedule as to when they should be changing it. Or it could be a service form that comes up and says to their provider, this is Bob in Phoenix, on 50th Street, and I'd like you to come out and crawl up in my attic and change my filters for me because I'm not going up there at 115.
0: Exactly. So um, so where do folks go to get more information about this? Um, Obviously, I'll put this the links in the show notes.
1: Right. Um, the best way, if they want to be connected through capture technology to learn more about the partnering opportunity, they can simply send me an email at r.nitrio n-i-t-r-i-o at logic tree IT dot com. if they would like to see more about the company itself and uh, some videos that we have up there, they can go to logictreeit.com uh, as well on the on the internet. Um, the Uh, opportunities here are unique because I realize that a lot of people don't think that they want to get into anything that involves programming the good news is this does not involve programming that's that's the real opportunity here it's more of a business discussion finding pain points that they can resolve through technology
0: very good well thank you for joining us today I certainly appreciate it as always and uh, I encourage folks to get in touch with you. And you always have new ideas. I'm amazed that at, uh, every time I have talked to you about this, I'll say, well, what about this or what about that? And you'll say, well, you could do this, 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 this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. the hits just keep on coming because it, it's applicable to so darn many things. Automotive, oh, that's another thing, automotive service. Um, you know, you go get your oil change. Well, if, if your oil-changing shop, whether it's Jiffy Loop or somebody else, puts a QR code on the uh, pillar post of your car, um, you could just click that. And let's say they're a regular automobile cabin. You could send a little thing saying, I'm getting this funny noise from my left front wheel. And they can contact you and say, come on, bring it in. We think it could be some bearings or something. But it opens up servicing opportunities when you're in the service business. You make it easy for people to contact you. They don't have to look up your phone number. They don't have to look up your email address. They just open up the form, and it gets done. That's very cool. Opportunities.
0: All right. Well, thank you, sir, Mr. Bob Nitrio. And uh, we'll we'll put your contact information in the show notes. And with luck, I will chat with you again.
1: Yes, maybe sooner than you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Bye, Carl.